0: Do what God wants. All right, so uh, welcome, uh, as me, as already shared, to our midweek service. Um, we've been talking about um, kingdom priorities, and we're going to get back into that. You know, actually, man, I just, uh, I don't know if y'all sense, it, it's just a wonderful year, you know. Good good start to the year, good momentum to the year, good setup for supernat- supernatural momentum. And, you know, I mean, I know it's only January, I don't want to get overconfident, but some of y'all been staying locked in, I've been watching, I've been checking y'all out, y'all been staying locked in, you know, Bible study fellowship in the morning, pressing to come on Wednesdays, Now we'll see how that that works out when, you know, the weather gets better. (laughs) You know, you know, you know, winter months, you know? <laughs> used up all my vacation time at the end of the year. <laughs> so we hope, you know, we stay locked in, <laughs> go on vacation, that's not what I'm saying, I know what I mean, you know, uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, Lord, I decrease this, you may increase, have your way, what do you want us to talk about today? All right, so, so we're going to talk about kingdom priorities, and so interesting, like, like everything that we talk about, God is just so strategic, you know, because even as we've been talking about supernatural restoration, it just keeps coming up in the morning. Uh, Tanya brought it up this morning, but actually we can almost say this morning, we spend a lot of time talking about kingdom priorities, <laughs> you know, really prioritizing the kingdom. Um, a real, real good time going through Genesis three and, and, uh, Stephanie did a good time of crystallizing, uh, just, you know, all of what we were talking, going back and forth to who's to blame? Was it Adam or was it Eve? You know, um, but just realizing that uh, Stephanie just broke it down. She says, well, actually, she said, she kind of weaved in all the messages, even, even Saturday class. She was like, well, actually, Eve was under authority. So even if Satan gave her the information, why did she just go to her authority? She could have asked her husband or asked God. You know, she didn't have to make the move, but Stephanie brought out a good point. Eve actually wanted her own authority, you know? So she just made her own move, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is probably a good thing to do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, everybody got their own stuff. I'm getting mine, right? And look at how that turned out. Uh, But she said, why did Satan even consider the offer? I mean, not why did Eve consider what Satan's offer? And so we're operating in kingdom priorities. There's certain things we just don't even consider. It's not even an option. Like right, that's nice, appreciate it, you know when you' locked in like if it doesn't line up with what God is telling you to do, it's like I, you know, thank you for the offer, but no thanks right and so so we we've been we said to understand kingdom priorities, we have to understand the kingdom, and we shared last week, we ended with this note that. Uh, The kingdom is not only within us, but it's among us. Uh, uh, We have to see it within to live it without. We have to see it within to live it without. So it starts in here. Let's go to Luke 17. Luke 17, and I'm going to read it out of the classic verse. 17, starting with verse 20. Uh, That's why I like reading up my Bible, because... I have it, I was just kind of, um, I don't like the way it starts. But I'll just read it since I indicated in my notes to start at 20. I'll start at 20. It says, asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. So we're talking Jesus was asked, right? He replied to them saying, the kingdom of God does not come with signs to observe or with visible display. Nor will the people say, look here, it is, or see, it is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you, in your hearts, and among you, surrounding you. It is within us and among us. Um, In fact, you know, the the reality is we were brought out of darkness, you know, brought out of being blinded from the kingdom into the light of the kingdom. So we were brought out of darkness into his marvelous light, or we were blinded from the kingdom. And so when we come to Christ, we're brought out of darkness into His marvelous light, you know, and we have to ask ourselves, how can we be in the light and still live in the dark? How can we be in the light and still live in the dark, right? And so how is this possible? How, 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 how have we have been brought into the light, but we're still living in the dark, right? And so it's, it's, it happens by allowing the flesh and its appetites and deeds not to be broken off of us. When we allow the flesh and its deeds to be broken off of us, it pierces through the darkness and it reveals the light. We start to see the kingdom of God from within. And so so how does that take place? We have to embrace the brokenness. We talked about it, uh, uh, we've been talking about it, I don't know what's teaching, uh, but there's so many layers of things that we carry on ourselves, especially when we we first conform to the world and we get into compromise and we start to add layers, layers of of what we've been through on us. Um, and so when we are praying to God, God sends us what it takes to break us, break what's on us to release what's in us. And that's of course the kingdom of God within. So this brokenness that we go through when we're trying to really uh, calibrate or harmonize our lives with the kingdom of God is when the life that is within you is the life that you live without. So just having the kingdom of God within but not living it without. Saying I love God within but not living it without. You know, uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's almost, it's, uh, we're just existing but, but that, that product or that produce is not thriving out of us. You know, I've shared this before, but uh, even scientifically, uh, scientists have researched, uh, researched the mind and the body, and they determined that we travel somewhere for a split second all the time, you know, because honestly, we're operating in this earth world, but we're really a kingdom being, you know, in this world, but not of the world is what we've been learning, Right. And so what happens when we travel, you know, this split second, and you experience it all the time where it's like, I'm here, but I'm somewhere else. Um, it's when we embrace this reality, we see that Christ, we see uh, that we're in Christ and we're seated in heavenly places. So for a split second, we get a glimpse of, of what we did when we embrace Christ. Now, the reason why we don't live in that glimpse all the time is because of all the layers, right? The, all the layers. And so, so most of what we do as we're growing in the kingdom of God, meditating on the word, don't, well, we'll get into it. But a lot of things we do when it's trying to, it's, 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 it's pulling off the layers, it's stripping off the layers. It's um, uh, watering away or, or saturating the layers so what's in us can break through because we have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels. Second, Second Corinthians uh, 4 verse 7. And so, so the interesting thing is when, you, when Christ talks and he's communicating to us, he's always telling us that, hey, uh, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. So I'm showing up so you can have the life that I died for, right? And so now what I'm going to show you how to get to it but, and, and how to pay to Christ who builds a house and don't count the cost, right? We know that, right? And so even at the end, like this whole time he was showing us, he was processing through us. But even in John 19, uh, he said, it is finished. He said, it's completed. I've done my part. So it is finished is him saying, uh, the door is now open and heaven and earth is reconnected. So now you have access to heaven on earth. He says, because I, 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 I completed the doorway. I, I'm the bridge. Right, I am the door. You know, uh, John 10 before he starts getting into uh uh I can't I have life and have have more abundantly, the sheep hear my voice. You know, I'm the door. I'm I'm you know sitting between uh heaven and earth, uh that that split, Christ is the door to 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 be able to live in one and access the other. Remove Christ, then we're we're still in the uh the state that took place when Adam and Eve uh, sinned. You remember, uh, we've been talking about this. Uh, we're at Genesis 3 today. but f- going from 1 to Genesis 3, God created the, the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them in Genesis 1. Then he walked through creation and how he spoke things into existence all the way to Genesis, you know, way back down to Genesis 28. Then he made man in his image after his likeness. Then you go over Genesis 2 verse 1, he says, and God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them. So so, so he, he, he was completing some things, right? And then, of course, we know he breathed in uh, 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 man uh, the breath of life, and he became a living soul or a speaking spirit, like to be able to pull from heaven. See, to be able to, to pull from heaven in him and breathe it out of him and create stuff in the earth realm. He was able to do what God did, right? And so then he... Uh, so he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he created a, a woman, a womb man, a helpmeet suitable or customized for that man. So we know that, right? And it says the two shall become one, one flesh. He says they were naked and unashamed, right? I mean, they were totally exposed and vulnerable, and, but they wasn't focused on, on their imperfections because they were what? Consumed in the presence of God. So they were living on earth, right? But consumed with heaven at the same time. Because he started it out. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth together. He was finished with heaven and earth and all the hosts of them. All right, so we know that because we've just been reading through it in Genesis early in the morning, right from 6 to 8 a.m. on the conference line, right? So so, so then we know, today we read through Genesis 3 when Satan who was cast down from heaven, you know, right? Remember he was cast down as a, as a, uh, like lightning falling. He brought the darkness into the earth realm. So God saw uh, darkness and void upon the earth before he spoke and said, let there be light. Right. So, so now we, we've talked this morning, how he, he, uh, Satan's here and he sees God has, has re- replaced him, you know, because remember him and the third of the worshipers was kicked out of heaven. So God replaced him because that's why the Bible says God is seeking worshipers like us to worship, right? Satan hating. Uh, So now i got to figure out a way because remember we talked about how a day is like a thousand years. So for Satan, you know, next week I'm going to (laughs) the lake of fire. See, we're in time. So it's thousands of years to us, right? Man, down the road, thousands of years, he's going into the lake of fire, but he ain't in time. He's outside of this realm. To him, man, next week we go into the fire and we ain't going by ourselves. We taking some people with us, right? And so, so he started with the first creation, you know, and, and just creation in general, even the angels in, in Psalm 8 said, what is man that thou art mindful of him, that thou visited him, thou, that thou made him a little lower than the angels. And in another verse says, thou made him like little gods, right? And so here you have uh, you got Satan, Hayden, realize that they were made like him in his image and after his likeness. You know, he used to be Lucifer. And so he goes to tempt Eve, which we just talked about this morning, how he tempted Eve. Now, before they ate of the tree, they were naked and unashamed, right? 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 That's uh, was Genesis 2.25, right? But Genesis 3.7, I believe it's Genesis 3.7, they're not going to have this uh this information I'm talking about now because it's just all flowing out of me, right? All right, so uh, they, they ate the tree. They, then they knew that they were naked and they were what? No, no, no. They were unashamed before. Genesis 3, they knew that they were naked and they were what? They were ashamed. How do we know they were ashamed? Because they hid themselves and covered themselves, Right? So they hid and covered. I, there was so much conversation this morning, I didn't get a chance to get into it. It's my favorite t- topic. I could have just took up the whole time this morning just, just talking about Genesis 3. But, but the details, right? We talked about the details, right? The last couple of days, talk talked about details. So, so they, they hid themselves and covered themselves with what? The world, right? Because they had to pull from the, the things in the world, right, to cover themselves. So what do we do when we sin? Right, we hide ourselves from God now, but then we cover ourselves with the things of the world. And see, these are the layers that have to be taken off of us for the kingdom of God to be released. The kingdom of God's being suppressed with all these things that we're covering ourselves of that we're pulling from the world. Our new leaves may be smoking and drinking and whatever, lust and all types of stuff. Those are new leaves, right? That's what that's how the leaves manifest. Weed is made from leaves, right? All right. So, so you know what I'm saying. So now we're covering ourselves with the thing of the world and that darkness. So it's suppressing what's been released. So then now God comes up with because God sits on the circle of earth, so He sees ahead, years, thousands of years ahead. He says, "So I got, I got to declare the end from the beginning." So I got, I got to. I see where they're going. I got to get out ahead and create a plan to bring them back into what I originally planned, heaven and earth to be together. So, okay, I, I need to say, I got to send my son. Because the payment, or, the, or the, the, the payment, the weighment, wages and payment, I, the payment, so the, the wages of sin is death. And so, so, so I'm bound by my law. I can't go in the earth realm and change the laws. Like when we gave our son our house to, to lease, we just couldn't come in and change nothing. It's his authority now. But he, you know, I, I can fix something if, if he allows me. But outside of that, it was on him. So we had, to, we had rule. Remember dominion and rule back in Genesis. Read that earlier this week, right? It was Monday, right? All right, so, so he says, uh, all right, so what I need to do, based on rules, some, somebody got to die. But we can't be doing this one death at a time. I'm going to send my son to die for, to pay the price for sin. Once the price is paid, now he's going to get access to the keys of death. But also he'll have the keys to give you access back into the kingdom. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. We'll get to that in a little bit. Right? So he says, so now by him paying a price, the bridge that was broken, and because when, once they sin, remember, they hid themselves and covered themselves. Well, they're operating as if heaven doesn't exist at that point. See, before that, they were in the presence of heaven. You can't see yourself if heaven is right in front of your face. But once they, once they sin, it cut off consideration or seeing the kingdom or the, or, the, or the heaven realm. All they could see is the natural. They knew that they were naked, right? Intimate with their, of what's wrong with them? What they may or may not like. Sizing themselves up with, well, how come I look like this and I have these and you don't? Well, how come you have that and I don't? I can see the conversation now, <laughs> Right? Well, what's wrong with me? Why did he choose this for me and that for you? Well, nobody's thinking about that with God's in your face. Right? All right, so now you have uh, Christ comes down and this brings us to what we're supposed to be talking about here. So let's go to John 10. Figure we, you know, bring some of the Bible study fellowship into our time today. I mean, it's a good layer. You, you might want to get it, you know. It's before you go to work, most people, before most people go to work, so it shouldn't necessarily affect you. And since some of us that are not living in the peace of God have struggled with sleeping, you should be up already. I said some of us don't get, since you're already up, might as well get some word, right? (laughs) All right, so uh, uh, John 10, verse 1. We read 10, but I wanted to get into these previous verses. Verse 1, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Only one way in, come through the door, all right? It says, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. It says, uh, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, he goeth before them, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They're intimate with his voice. They can hear him, because they're locked in, right? Right? They can hear him, right? Not not all that other noise. We talked about that, right? Right, right? This morning. Was that this morning? The noise was this morning, wasn't it? Okay, all right. Right? It says, and a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of a stranger. See, in other words, their priority is, I move on God's voice. All the other voices... They can sound good, they can sound bad, they can sound happy, they can sound sad. If it ain't God's voice, I ain't moving. (laughs) Because that's my priority. It says, this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things uh, they were which he spake unto them. They, they, They couldn't grasp them. So they heard the information, but they couldn't process it. Right? They couldn't hold on to it. Maybe something else was on their minds, other noise, right? Verse 7, then Jesus said unto them again. So now he's reemphasizing. Don't get on your pastor because he repeats it. He's re-emphasized. He said again, Jesus can repeat it, so can I, right? It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I'm the door. It says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. It says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Key word here is in and out. Heaven and earth. <laughs> in and out, because I've got the door. I can go in and out. I can have all spiritual blessings from heavenly places in the earth realm. I can have it on earth as it is in heaven, Right? Because I'm, I, I got access to the door, right? And I got the key. <laughs> All right, makes sense? So, because then, then he says, you know, I came that you might have life. And, well, the thief cometh not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The, uh, the NIV says, the fullest possible way. The fullest possible way. Um, And and so so the reality is everything that took place before this was waiting on Jesus. Everything that took place, everything done before was waiting on Jesus to complete the connection. Let's go here to Ephesians chapter 1. So there was, you know... You almost could say, as we learned in Bible uh, uh, school, (laughs) I'll make sure I say everything right, the Bible school on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. when we were going through how to interpret scriptures, I was about to say interpretate, that's not what what it says, interpret scriptures, Uh, we learned that uh, in the Old Testament, the New Testament is contained, and in the New Testament, is the Old Testament explained. We can also say uh, in the Old Testament is the kingdom contained, right? And in the New Testament is the kingdom explained. (laughs) Work with me here, work with me. Just stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. me. Take good notes, study this out. Go back and listen to the message. All right, so, so we have Ephesians 1 here. Uh, and we'll lock in here on verse 3. All right? I says, blessed be the God and Father of our... Are you, are you there? Ephesians uh, 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, look, with all spiritual blessings, where? In, in heavenly places, where? In Christ. In, Christ. <laughs> in the door. <laughs> right?" It says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. You see that? Holy. Having predestined, pre- predestinated or predetermined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to, look, the good pleasure of what? His will. His will it says to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted and accepted in the beloved it says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace right right and and so what's so interesting here is this is showing because of that blood, we were connected. Because the price was played, we were connected. And we were connected by who? Christ. Christ is what? The door. Right? So that's the door between heaven and earth. So once I attach my faith to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, have access to, all things, heaven, to, to things on earth as, they're, as they are in heaven. Right? But see, a lot of times we're making decisions like Adam and Eve made after sin. We're making decisions based on the circumstances, based on the limited things we see in the earth realm. But we were never supposed to live with just being mindful of the earth realm only. We're supposed to be live being mindful of the heaven realm or the kingdom realm. Now, the interesting thing is that a piece of that kingdom was within you because God breathed in you and, and you became a living soul. And when we accept Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, those gifts starts getting stirred up, those treasures start getting stirred up and they're trying to come out, but you gotta shake or you gotta break all these layers of darkness that was put on us, right? Does that make sense? Right. Uh, that's why one of the most important kingdom priorities is meditating on the word day and night. We, got, we got all types of priorities, kingdom priorities. And think about this, how our natural flesh that's been smothered in the world, bathed in the world, digging in, you know, you ever seen uh, people with mud fights? You know, it was all covered in mud. Well, that's, we, we've been having mud fights all our lives, covered in the darkness of this world. And because we've been covered in this darkness of the world, like, like you, you, we find ourselves being casual with the word, casual readers, casual hearers, very dismissive. Like, like, like uh, you know, people get on Facebook and they're detailed. They're reading all the messages. They're reading all. What did they say? How did they say it? And they'll read through the whole thing. But when it comes to the word, it's like, I believe that's what it said. That's pretty much what it's saying. But why is it so hard? Like we're on Facebook, but why is it so hard to put our face in the book and really, really exhaustively read through it? See, that natural man is so dismissive. It's so casual, right? And then, then you find yourself in a situation and say, I believe that's what it says. What are you doing? What Eve did, I believe that's what it says. Why was she believing? That's what it says because she—it wasn't a priority. See, this is the thing. I was talking to my cousin today, and we were talking about—we uh, just talking about what people are going through in terms of relationships and things like that. And and as people are navigating to be in covenants and things, it was like, man, it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's tough out here. And I said, well, it's—it's it's tough, but it's even tougher when you've been used to getting your way when you, you never had to listen. Like, with all due respect, in some cases, like, like uh, some people have kids. Kids really don't have to listen. You're doing everything. They don't have to really think it through because you're going to think it through. Because you can't sit and watch them go through the struggle of discovery. Yeah, you find your, give me that thing, give me that thing. Yeah, I saw my son, uh, he's in a house. In our first house, uh, it had a split wall. And so, so you had the split wall, you had the kitchen. We just saw the house, they tore down the wall, it's beautiful, But sorry. But so you had the kitchen and then you had the living room. But if you're sitting in the dinette, you can see both. My wife's in the kitchen, my son's in the, in the living room. So she asked him to do some, I don't know, vacuum, whatever. And I watched him. He kinda was barely half doing it, but I saw it all play out. He knew she wasn't gonna have the patience. Man, just give me that. I say, whoa, this is sweet. Like, he got a good system going here. I just act like I don't know what I'm doing. She going to take it from me, show me how to do it, but do it while she's showing me, and I don't have to do it. How does that person grow up? When they get in the tough situations, they figure somebody's going to jump in eventually because they know how to do it. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what changed her. Uh, he had to, son, you're a phenomenal person. Uh, you, we know you're you're handling your business in your life right now, but you get to uh, be used by the Lord to, to help the people, right? So, so he had to open up a bank account. And the question he was asking and the things he was processing through, no, she heard him talking on the phone. That's what it was. She heard him talking to him. And she was like, what is he doing? And so she was like, what is he doing? I said, babe, he's doing what he was trained to do. She said, what are you talking about? He never had to do it. This is something you would do. I said, don't get mad. (laughs) Get patient. (laughs) Right now, now, but, 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 so she had to now in her, in the latter part of his life, work to be patient and allow him to discover, allow him to figure it out, allow him to be uncomfortable. Okay, so now that's how it's supposed to go, right? But how does it, how's, how's it been going? Basically, we just jump in because we feel like it's getting on our nerves, right? But how does that child, they, they don't have to think. They don't have to listen. Now they, they grow up and they come to uh, Ayer's Christmas in the church and, and, and I need them listening. But they, they haven't had to listen. Daddy's girls, uh, the all-American son, or the only child, you know? I'm I'm talking the early years. You know, we know in the latter years, relationships go through stuff, and some of y'all didn't at your parents, but you you forgetting when you're spoiled. I didn't forget, (laughs) but y'all forgot. Well, that plays out. It's all about you. So you don't have to listen. I, I met with somebody recently, a powerful person. Uh, And the person told me they heard me. Well, I wasn't offended even though I didn't say anything new. And the Lord told me something. He said, they never had to listen. They've always been the man. No, you have to listen. Listen to what I'm saying. They really, there were situations, if you show up, you the man. Everybody waiting to hear you. You don't have to listen. I, I'm a pastor at this church, right? I'm the senior leader at the church, right? Top in authority outside of God, right? Guess what? Honestly, if, if I subscribe to this, I don't have to listen. I don't have to listen. Listen, when y'all minister, it could be my vacation. Every fast week could be a, a vacation, right? Every quarter, cool. I don't have to go to church. The, the, the word's going to go forth all week. You know, uh, 9.15, I can, I can show up at 10.15. I can stay at the gym longer, get some more sets in, right? And then, because I, listen, I'm scheduled for 10.30. <laughs> you know, 10.45, really, realistically. So I can actually show up at 10.30. 30. you understand what I'm saying? So, so in my position, I can almost like choose not to listen. And no one would be the wiser. Because everybody's waiting to hear me. I choose to listen because I've been trained to listen because I wasn't going to get through life not listening. Because I was not spoiled. I was neglected. Neglected folk be listening. We pay attention to everything because we got to figure out a way out of this mess. Right? I was, listen, I was trained to serve. But the person that's been spoiled, they was, they was trained to be served they wait on somebody else to do it. They overlook everything. They do things at their convenience. They don't live in it. They're not locked in it. They do it when they feel like it, and they're so easy. When something else come up, they just blow it off because, okay, don't listen, don't, don't trip, just grow, all right? Don't trip. Don't get mad. Just grow. We all got to grow, right? But that's why we're going through all this. Because we, we need supernatural restoration to how God wants us to be and how it needs to get done, right? And we're just locking in the kingdom priorities, right? We good? Y'all, y'all still with me? Yeah. You know, I know the, the Holy Spirit probably discovered some of y'all. But so that's why some of us. All right, so that's why we have to meditate on the word day and night. We can't be casual with it. So the scripture says to meditate. Look, let's go Joshua 1.8. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. It's kingdom priorities, Right. That's what we're talking about. Kingdom priorities, because we want to experience the supernatural restoration this year. Right. Right. And as we talk about on Sunday, we want to we want to we want our purpose restored. Right. We want to find purpose. Right. We ain't going to do this without the word. So Joshua one, verse eight, the very familiar scripture here at the church. But let's really look into it. Now, it says this book of the law. Right. Shall not depart out of thy mouth. Listen, look, look. It says it won't depart out of thy mouth. It says, but thou shalt meditate, right? Now, now, now it's explaining why it won't, how it won't depart. Thou shalt meditate therein, therein where? In the book, right? Day and night. Now, I make sure I get all my scriptures at night. Well, I read a couple times during the day. But it's just a. Like, you know, day and night just means all the time, okay? It says, why? That thou mayest, look, look, look. We ain't skipping words, are we? Observe to do. Right? I'm observing to do, not observing to just say I observed or to observe to say I know. Observe to do according. Now, we, around here, we know what that means, in harmony with. Right? Right? Singers know that, right? On the same accord. As to do according to, to what? What does that say? All that is written where? Therein where? The book. (laughs) Hope said the book of the law, right? It says, for then thou shalt make thy way what? And then thou shalt have. So there's success that ain't good. we talk about purpose right when I'm in purpose that's good success right but, but it said then thou shalt make thy way then thou shalt. then is after what everything that was said before yeah. after you do this then yeah. after you meditate on the word day and night then after you observe to do all that is written acor- after you do, observe to do according to all that's written therein then right does that make sense after you take care of the priorities, then. Make sense? All right, let's go to Matthew 4. I guess we'll be coming up on Matthew 4 if we ever get to Matthew in the mornings. <laughs> right? Genesis got us, right? It was holding us captive, right? It's probably because I'm, I'm, I'm locked in, too. And I'll be excited when we go through Genesis. I love it. All right, so Matthew 4, it ain't all my fault. Y'all talking too. Why, how come nobody didn't say, somebody, y'all ain't nobody bailed me out? Yeah, that's right. It's you. Yeah. You see how they do you? <laughs> it's quiet, right? When nobody said, no, no, it's me too. You ain't hear none of that. I would have thought at least Venetia would have opened her mouth. So Matthew 4, 4, <laughs> right? It says, <laughs> it says, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. You know, that's, that's our, our everyday natural nourishment, right? It says, but what? By, every word. by what? Every word. How many? Every word, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, yeah. right? So that's why this is a priority. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4. Let's jump over there real quick. So you have all the scriptures. I mean, all these scriptures is in understanding the word. Understand the value of the word in our foundational classes. Foundational classes should be coming up in the sanctuary after. No, no, after, after the, uh, after we finish. So after the mission, the disciple, disciples, the disciples, disciples, because, you know, she said disciple the other day. You probably corrected her, didn't you? (laughs) Well, you'll get it, Z, you'll get it. Hey, hey, by the time all the new members come, they'd be like, boy, she thorough with this. (laughs) But you can humbly tell them, I went through it too. All right, so we all family, right? Helping each other to grow, right? All right, got a lot of amen, so. All right, good. All right, so 1 Timothy 4, verse 13. Now, this is so interesting because it's, it's times in something we were talking about the other day. Um, occupied till I come and stuff like that. But look at verse 13. First Timothy 4, 13, It says, till I come, give attendance to reading. Oh, no, no. You're paying attention on that one. This is you're there. You're present. Right? You're not just casually reading. It says, well, says till I come. wait, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> Till I come, like till I, so we, we, we're constantly giving attendance, right? To reading, to exhortation and doctrine, right? Right, so it's kingdom food, that's why, right? It's how we sharpen our understanding, our ability to discern in the kingdom realm. You know, I think it might be somewhere in the notes down the road here, but Proverbs 4, said, Proverbs 4, with all thy getting, get understanding right? The ability to, to discern, right? See, see. sometimes we can't discern what to do. And the reason why we can't discern because we can't see clearly what's the best path to take. And we can't see clearly because of all that noise and we're overwhelmed. Why? Because there's not enough word, right? That word helps us. The entrance of the word bring of light, gives understanding to the simple. But let's don't take my word for it. Let's go to Psalm... Psalm 119, Psalm 119, Psalm 119, 119, 105, that's the play we call them for the game, right? I should have been a quarterback, so I could be out there, Psalm 119, we I mean, quote scriptures The VR plays, you know, <laughs> is that a scripture you just said? All right, so Psalm 119 and Venetia uh 11, that's not where we're going, but that word of I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, so I'll just repeat it since she, she spoke it out, give her props for that, but we're going to 105, 105, right? It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and we've already discussed that, lamp unto your feet, you're in a cave, put the lamp, it shows you where you're at, right, where you're really at. Not where you think you're at, not where you want to be, not where you would like to be, not where they're at. It shows you where you're at, right? And what? And a light unto my path shows you where you're going. So the word is key because it shows you you can discern where you're at. So I say, now. Don't get mad because the interesting thing is we do it all the time. You go into the mall, you look for the kiosk because you're trying to find your store. First thing you look for is a little sticker that says what? You are here. When you go on Google and you're trying to get somewhere, they ask for what? Current location, right? So you need to know where you're at to get where you're going. You want to find purpose, get the purpose, get to where God wants you to be. You got to be honest about where you're at. You can't be pretending. You can't be still hiding, in the guard, hiding behind the leaves and, and with the world. And saying, no, no, now I'm right out here, I'm exposed. No, you're not, you're hiding. And so you're getting the wrong information to the wrong location because you're, you're not honest about your actual destination. So, so all this fronting and, 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 and in denial and making excuses, all you're doing is justifying the wrong location. When you open up, like, I'm, this is where I'm really at. So, so I had a conversation with somebody this week in another state. I helping them through, and, and you know, he told me a situation. But there's so many demands with us, you know, like, you know, kingdom is first, but heirs, you know, it's the heirs family. Now, I'm an heirs family and friends. We know people are connected. But so, so when I got the call, person's like family. And so I said, okay, I'm going to pray because that was the request. But they didn't ask me to call, but I said, I will call you. Well, it took, me, it took me, I don't know how long it took me, but it took me a while to call. So, so I called yesterday. Uh, you know, my wife's out of town. I you know, had a little more, <laughs> a little more uh, thinking time, so I called a person. And so we started talking, and he was walking through. He said, well, no, this is the situation. This is what... I said, no, it ain't. I said, that's not true. I said, this is the reality, and this is what you need to do. He said, no, no, no. I said, no, 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 no. I said, that's not what I told you. And then they said, you know, okay, you're right. I said, I said, I don't know what all these other people have been telling you, but I know you. And I said, I know you. And I said, I know you're not being honest with yourself. He said, you know what? To be honest, I think that was my cover so I wouldn't get hurt. So I didn't want to embrace the full reality because I just didn't want to get hurt. So I had a default cover. And so, so nobody had exposed it. <laughs> but no, no. That, Z came in with that nonsense one time with her, you know, trying to blow stuff off, like, Holy Spirit, pick that thing out, like, really? What you doing? you hear about that laughing because it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we're not being honest, but we want to get from where we are, but we're not being honest about where we are. We're in denial, right? Right? Does that make sense? All right, so let's go to verse 130. We can't read this without reading 130 because we're talking about, like, bringing some clarity into our lives, right? And so this is what this word does. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I can't. Let me see. I can't skip something. Let's, let's go back. I'm going to just add this audible because we're talking about understanding, proper discernment, right, and stuff like that. Well, look here, verse 98. You know, I kind of live through these scriptures. It says, through thy commandment, thou hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. People trying to sabotage and come at me. Through what? The commandments, right? 99. It says, I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies on my meditation. Now, when it says more understanding than teachers, it's, saying, it's not saying don't listen to the teachers. What it's saying is, I have so much understanding, I pick up the teachers easy. Like, I get the, 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 the confirmation I'm supposed to get from the teachers. Right? And then it says here, uh, I, it's verse 100, it says, I, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. So the people of old, like I process what they're trying to tell me before it comes out their mouth. Why? Because I'm in this word. Right? Look, look, look. 101, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I want to keep my discernment, my understanding, my clarity, so I ain't doing nothing nowhere near evil. Because I want to hold on to your word. I want to hold on to my lenses to see through all this craziness happening out here. I want to make sure I'm locked into what's your priority so I can get what you have for me. Does that make sense? Okay. You, see, you hear the, d- the different types of amens? There's the excited amen, James. And then there's a the, yeah, ah, amen. That You know, is the kind of that's me, amen. Ah, that's me. Amen. Now, because I'm listening. I'm supposed to listen, right? We're supposed to be listening, right? So I'm listening. I can hear you. I hear you. I, I, I hear what you're going through, right? It says, remember this. We're snared by the words of our mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? So I want the words coming out of my mouth harmonized with God's priorities. I want to speak God's designing his word into existence since this gives me light, gives understanding to the simple. Proverbs 6.2, Proverbs 18.21. So now we got to ask ourselves, are we speaking out kingdom harmony or worldly conformity? Are we speaking out with our mouth kingdom harmony? When something comes up, do we speak how we hunt by a some on Or do we speak world conformity? Like what are we saying? Are we saying what God says or are we saying what the world says? Are we saying what mom and daddy says? I'm saying Mom and daddy is not saying what God says. Are we saying what our cousin says? Are we saying what everybody in the job says? Or are we harmonizing with the kingdom? Right? So what are we speaking out? Look, uh, Psalm 19, 14, it says, by words, I bring forth the depths of my heart. Oh, come on now. Hold on, hold on. See, once I pour this word in, remember we used that bottle example and that pen cap, how the pen cap comes out, the more water you pour. So more word I pour in, I flush the kingdom out of my mouth, out of the abundance of the heart. What? The mouth speaks. So, if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm pouring in what God is saying, God's priorities in me, it's stirring up all the treasures hidden in me, the kingdom within, and what's coming out of my mouth? Kingdom. So, what's going to manifest in the, around me? Your kingdom. Right? Because what I, I've been designed with the creative ability to have what I say if I don't doubt in my heart, if I don't allow darkness in my heart, right? So if we plan off, a, uh, I'm sorry. See, the, see, the word creates, uh, this word it creates, right? We know it creates, right? Because God spoke things into existence and it created, right? Um, Rhema is revealed through the word. Rhema is a revelation. So we know God, God communicates through revelation through the vehicle of what? Inspiration. And if it hits our hearts right, it creates what? Illumination. Good job, class. All right. So, and so actions start to manifest through this word. Dominion starts to sustain things because I'm speaking words with authority. Remember Jesus speaking? He speaks as one with authority. That means when he opens his mouth, everything around here about this is moving. I just, I, like, like, that's why that guy jumped up in a, in, in a synagogue unclean spirit because it's like everything in the, everything in the atmosphere moved at his words right because he was speaking God's priorities with the level of authority that's kingdom talk right there right but we know we know through Genesis 1 we read it this week uh, 26 God uh, let us make look he spoke it let us make man our image and our likeness he spoke it he saw darkness he said let there be light <laughs> and there was light <laughs> Oh, I love it, right? So are we playing off of holiness or, or what the world or what, we've, or what we used to do? What are we planning off of now? See, kingdom priorities is I'm playing off of holiness, right? Wholeness, things that line up with God. So, so see, there, uh, I, I, I read this from uh, Tim Redman uh, is, is his name. There are many things that will catch my eye, but only a few things will catch my heart. See, kingdom things catch your heart. Worldly things may catch your eye. <laughs> See, and, and, and that's why sometimes we, we rest with activity. We, we do a lot of activity. But activity doesn't always equate to accomplishment. Activity can be just activity. People have been doing stuff for years. I had a, a wonderful conversation with somebody doing stuff for years. A lot of activity. Uh, not activity. Bad things, just activity, not purpose. Things that we talked about on Sunday. So, so activity doesn't equate to accomplishment. Doesn't equate to uh, getting where you uh, need to be. And, and and when I was thinking about these priorities, I was uh, uh, one of the coaches that I've learned a lot from things that he shared uh, was John Wooden. John Wooden had this this, this triangle. And he had these tears like he, was, he won so many championships because everything was intentional and prioritized. And one of the things he said is he says, I never scouted the opposing team. He prioritized his team's potential. So, in other words, I'm going to maximize what one of people can do. I don't really need to look at the other team because if everybody do what they're, what they're fully capable of, we good. Like we don't really need to. And so that's why we don't over-accentuate what the, the adversary is doing. Like, you don't magnify all that. Why? If we're doing what we're supposed to do, please. That's like no contest. When I started to grow in basketball, that's one of the things I had to learn. Don't play against the competition. Just play to go off our God. Once I got in the God, I was more consistent because I'm not playing against you. You know, you're, you're playing the game. I was actually in the game. Uh, this other young man, he's... He's uh, hit the first shot. He talking trash. You know, then he's in my face. I'm playing good defense. I'm, I'm all in his face. Bang, hit a shot. He just, it was a good day for him. You know, hit another shot. Yeah, what? You can't hold me because now he's thinking about all the other days he, he, he took L's. You know, so he's like, ah, yeah, what, what? Your flesh says, oh, you, t- you, you, you talking trash? You running your mouth? That's what your flesh said. But God said, relax. I got this. Game's not over. And so he hits about three shots in a row. Man. He, he, you know, he he got the, the shoulders. and What? What? You can't. So it just so happened towards the end of the game, we, we was losing. We needed about four or five shots to win the game. And I made the shots. And I made the last shot to win the game. When the game was over, I just walked got some water. I didn't go, what was you saying? I was thinking it. <laughs> but I didn't say nothing. Because I know it was going to have more of an impact. I just... <laughs> The whole point was, no matter what, all I had to do was be who I was. I didn't need to respond or react. I didn't need to prove nothing like Eve did. All I had to do was be who I am. See, if we stay locked in God's priorities, we'll we'll be who we are. See, the kingdom of God is our force field from the world's corruption. The kingdom of God is our force field from the world's corruption. So that's why the Bible tells us to walk circumspectly. And redeem the time. What it's saying is set priorities. Maximize your moments. Ephesians uh, 5, 15 and 16. Right? Walk circumspectly. See, when I got priorities, I'm I'm, I'm intentional with what I do. I'm not reacting positively or negative. So so sometimes I can be too patient as a pastor. I'm not too patient as a pastor. I'm saying sometimes I'm perceived as too patient. But I'm trying to make sure it's God. And I'm trying to make sure I stay in God's window because it's easier that way. No, as opposed to rushing based on circumstance. There's some things I wanted to do because I like, you know, I, 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 I gravitate to people and I like people. It's like, okay, we're going to make this move. God's like, no, we're not. I was like, good person, this, that, and the other. He knew what the, what the people was going to go through. And it, it would have been tough having them do that. So God, God understands a lot more than we do. And this, uh, the scripture says this in Proverbs eleven one. It says a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Like when things are out of balance, that's an abomination to the Lord. You know, uh, the, every time I see that, you know, because uh, I was a housing inspector, or code enforcement officer, on one city. So I, I went to commercial properties, houses, stuff like that, and inspected them. But my friend, he was he had a he was a code enforcement officer in another city, East Orange, New Jersey, he did weights and measures. So his responsibility was to go inspect gas pumps and things like that. They have to be calibrated property. But if you foster balance, you could be paying more for gas than it's telling you on, that, on those zeros. So, so, but it has to be where it balances out. In other words, when you pump, how, how it calculates that weight determines how much you pay. Right? They do that with scales sometimes. They, they can set the scale when they, the way you're meeting stuff, it looks like you're paying this amount, but they're making you pay more if they force the balance. God's saying that the, uh, the false balance is an abomination. See, so that's why God orders us, orders our steps, um, or prioritizes our steps. Basically, what he's doing is he's calibrating our scales, he's making sure we're in balance. That's what Satan blew it. Do you know Satan's job? One of his jobs, besides being a worshiper, he was to seal up the sum. See, to seal the sum is to balance everything out. So once 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 God designed him, he designed him to create the perfect balance and harmony in the heaven realm. Once he involved self in there, it tipped the scale, it threw off the balance. See, 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 when we're outside of God's will, outside of God's plan, outside of our purpose, like we're false. The balance is false. It's off. Somebody has to compensate for our lack of obedience. But if they're compensating for our lack of obedience, they're doing something outside of what they're supposed to do. It's, 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 uh, I went through this training when I was at, uh, a school administrator for our school at the last church. And I've shared it before, but it's called monkey business. And what monkey business is, mon- the monkeys are responsibilities. Uh, and so, so when you go through the, the, the module, they have, uh, uh, you have starving monkeys. Starving monkeys are, there's responsibility need to get taken care of. So they had this school administrator, which was going to be my job, and he was going around feeding everybody's monkeys, his teachers, his staff, you know, the assistant principal, he was going around feeding their monkeys. Well, he gets back to his office, office and there's a bunch of starving monkeys all over the place. Why? Because while he was feeding somebody else's monkeys, taking care of their responsibilities, he couldn't take care of his. Same thing happens in the kingdom. we feed feeding other people's monkeys, right? And sometimes we're not feeding our own and somebody else is outside. They're, they're not doing what they can do at their best because they're doing your responsibility too. Keeping it real, I'm not at my best as a pastor because as you grow, you know what needs to get done so you find yourself doing stuff because other people leave monkeys starving. And they blow stuff off easy like, oh yeah, I know I told the person that but I'm not going to follow up and say uh, I, I couldn't do it at that time. They'll figure it out. I'm not that guy. You tell me something, I heard exactly what you said. I'm looking for you to do exactly what you said. And if you don't do it that day, then I'm looking for you to tell me you're not going to do it in my position. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a whole lot of things, right? You know, uh, James is always getting on me. Uh, you don't have to do that. You know, one thing just recently, he was like, because cause I'm just exhaustively thorough. So I was about to send him some paperwork, and I said, well, I'm going to look at the paperwork just to see if, if, if we're up to date with how we flow now. I said, oh, nah, we're not up to date because we always evolve and change it. So I said, well, I'll send it to you after I change it. He said, well, Pastor, you can send it to me. I can just change it for whatever however he wants to change. It. He said, then you can tweak my changes. Like, you ain't got to be doing all that. So I'll be sending you the paperwork, and then you can change it, <laughs> right? And I got your other message too. And I'm in agreement with a, treat, with a tweak. I have a tweak. Uh, you know, something that we already was planning to do. All right. So, James knows what that is. Y'all want to know? Let's see who knows it. See, I knew, I knew none of your business, Tanya. <laughs> no, she's like, oh, i just asked James. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is like, 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 like God wants us to, to balance things out. Let's look here. Um, we're going to end here We're kind of in, there, in, in here in this section, but uh, let's go to Proverbs 20. And then, you know, today's portion of the day, we won't hit the entire message today. But I think this is a good way to start the year. I'm glad God made some adjustments so we could uh, hit some of these things now since so the relationship boot camp is later in the year. All right, so Proverbs 20. It's just kind of a similar passage, but it's uh, verse 23. It says, divers' weights are an abomination unto the Lord, and a false balance is not good. Right? Proverbs 20, 23. Divers' weights are, you know, you think about divers, different types is what divers is, right? It says, man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? He said this right after he says the false balance now. He says it is a snare to the man who devoureth that which is holy and after vows to make and to make inquiry. So again God gave you what you needed you took it for granted and and after that you're inquiring for either the next step or more. But you you but you you cheated the balance by not being obedient with the first thing you were instructed to do. See The weight on a scale, to balance the weight, has to be God first. Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God. See, our, our priority is kingdom harmony. When we're in kingdom harmony, everything's in balance. When we're not harmonized with the kingdom, when we're conforming and compromising, we're throwing things out of balance. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. See, Satan was designed to seal up the sun. He threw off the balance when he got into self, got into pride, and got kicked out. Now things are out of balance. God had the perfect balance. He had the the messenger angels, the warrior angels, and the worshiping angels. So once he was thrown out, now things are out of balance. So God is seeking worshipers. We're supposed to bring things into balance. That worship is an extreme level of love. You love when you present yourself as as a living sacrifice and you live in obedience. You're not considering like Eve did the other options. You're trusting God at his word and you're lining up to that. I was talking to another young man today and we were just talking about that. You know, he was like the hard part. I said, this is the thing. When, when you struggle with, is that God or is that me? All I'm saying is go deeper. We stop right there and go, all right, Tanya, uh, uh, I, I, I just don't know. So, so now you're going to have to give me something else. Well, I still don't know. Give me something else. I still don't know. Give me something else. Well, we need to f- f- fix it today. So, so give me something else. Well, I hear what you're saying, but what about this? But what about this? See, see what I'm trying to get it all fixed today. You know what everything that's coming out of Tanya's mouth is saying? Go deeper. You gotta go deeper. We don't go deeper. And so the young man said it's hard to go deep. And so we so so because so, so I, uh, I like people to understand. So I'm gonna bring it close to home. You know how you're reading the word? And you're reading the word, and you you're looking for something, so you get an indication, but you peek over into another revelation. It, like like it catch you out of the corner of your eye, but then you go, huh? Ah. You know like yeah, huh? Ah. This is enough. See, because you know the other revelation is going to take you what? Deeper. And you, you, and you know how you gear a certain amount of time, like three minutes? i just get my three-minute word in. Like, why are you trying to show me this? like, I mean, it's going outside of my three minutes. You said 15? Get a little more than that? I guarantee you some people relate to the three minutes. If that. I mean, I'm only reading my devotional. Like, why are you sending me the other scriptures? Why is it connecting to all this other stuff and all the other teachings? What does all that mean? I'll just go to church. I'll probably figure it out. (laughs) Instead of going what? Deeper. Deeper. Every time it seems overwhelming, that's an indication of going Deeper. So you can really locate God's priorities. See, in reality, the reality is this. We want stuff. I don't care who we are. And it's different type of stuff. So you got the person, I don't care about clothes, but they may like this. I don't care about this, they may like this. It could even be food, whatever the case may be. We want stuff, but we need God. (laughs) See, once you get that down, you'll be fine. Like, like now you'll see, you know how you want stuff to consume in your body, but you need nutrients. Like you, you, you can eat till you drop and have no energy. You can eat what you need and have tremendous amount of energy. So you can take on pleasure and feel temporarily good. You can take on God and be fulfilled. You see what I'm saying? So, so we just got to prioritize. All right, that's, that's all for today. Uh, what did we learn? What stood out for us? What did we realize? If you're just watching for the first time, this is a time when you know, we either comment in the house or comment online or comment through chat. Uh, what we learned, what we realized, what was stirred up in us, different insights, revelations, and illuminations that could actually help other people because they may be processing through the same thing but can't articulate it the way You can share it out of your mouth.